Season 3, Episode 2 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. I'm Clay Sweet, and across the table from me, as always, Jeff Lossette, and uh, excited to be back with you. Thank you uh, for tuning in. This week, let's look at what Pearl River Community College has done since we last left you, since we had a good preview uh, last week with Patrick Oaks. Uh, we kind of jinxed him, maybe, uh, Jeff. Right. Last time uh, Patrick was on, we were kind of talking about Coach Oney and that group's maybe quest for a perfect uh, regular season and a perfect run through a really tough uh, basketball schedule. And they got beat. They got beat by Jones in overtime since uh, our last recording. But they avenged that um, – Loss with just a beatdown of Hines, and then they have a big ball game coming up this Thursday night at home against their rival Gulf Coast. Yeah, and you you speaking about the Hines wins, both uh, men and women's team uh, beat Hines. The men's, uh, as you as you mentioned, kind of kind of took it to Hines, eighty nine to forty six, and then on the women's side, uh, they took it to them as well, seventy seven. Uh, to 35 was the final there, but big, uh, a big rivalry week. You see it in football, you see it in some baseball, but then you see it in basketball as they host uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. I believe that's Thursday. Girls will tip off at 5:30, and the uh, the men will tip off at 7:30. Yep, nothing says Valentine's like bringing your sweetie to <laughs> a good right. I uh, might have to ride hoops game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so uh, let's look around. You know, Patrick gave us the lowdown of what was coming softball wise, and also. So baseball wise so Jeff tell us how the Wildcats fared on, on both of those sets of diamonds there yep the the softball started the weekend so to speak with their classic up at up at Popperville they was off to a three and two start actually the weekend before they had some games down in Florida uh and and come out with a I think a split there a one and one but they're off to a three and two start uh they come up this weekend with a classic uh they actually play two games this Friday and two games Saturday uh, so, uh, coach, uh, of the softball team right there, coach Leah, uh, white is, is, is handling, uh, the softball team right there off to a three and two start, but let's see how they, uh, they fare this weekend, uh, with, uh, uh with the, the classic that they're entertaining. And you're talking about the baseball baseball had the, uh, first, uh, first game Sunday had the inaugural first pitch of the season. Uh, Braxton Lee, a former Wildcat, went on the Ole Miss and now is uh, heading out actually this Saturday uh, to spring training in the Mets organization. Uh, PRCC, he threw out the first pitch, and I, actually his little brother was the catcher too. So it was a big, it was a big day for the for the Lee family at Pearl River Community College. Uh, but the first game didn't go quite uh, the Wildcat way. It took 13 innings. Uh, but Jefferson College come out on top five to three, and then the second game of the doubleheader went seven innings, and the Wildcats won that one five to four. So Coach Avalon has that team off to a one and one start as they get ready uh, to go down to Baton Rouge. They will pay. They will play St. Louis uh, Com- Community College. Uh, First at 3 o'clock at Baton Rouge, and then they will turn around and play Baton Rouge Community College at 6 o'clock. So they got a doubleheader coming up this weekend. I think that is Sunday is when they will play again. So they got some time off after a one-on-one start. Yep, that one-on-one start. uh, Jefferson College certainly got their money's worth of the trip down. That was two top ten teams getting after it. And you can see a 13-inning affair. And then Pearl River with that uh, win in the second game, I believe that was a walk-off type play for the Wildcats to win that 
uh, nightcap of the doubleheader. So uh, kudos to Coach Avalon and what is going on there at the dub. And uh, when we look at high school athletics, the district tournaments are going on across our state and getting ready uh, to see who gets to participate in the big tournament and a chance to go play uh, potentially in Jackson and, and try to attain a state championship locally to us as we record this in Picune and in Pearl River County. Uh, Jeff, you'll kind of give the scoop on who's doing what in these districts close to home. Yep, in the 7-5A uh, district tournament, uh, the girls' side of the bracket, at number one, Hattiesburg, uh, number two, Pearl River Central, PRC, uh, number three was Picayune, and number four is North Pike. Earlier today, as we were recording this, uh, Hattiesburg beat North Pike out 54-22. to And then uh, PRC and Picayune is actually playing right now uh, on the girls' side um, as, as we are recording. On the boys' side uh, of that district tournament, the Hattiesburg, uh, number one, number two, Picayune, number three, North Pike, and number four, PRC. As we were getting ready to record, I think Hattiesburg was was uh, winning and beating PRC. Uh, and if they held on, it would they have won? You know, should have won that ball game. But in the nightcap tonight, as we're recording, number two, Picayune plays uh, number three, North Pike, and that should be a, that should be a good game. Uh, Picayune boys and girls entering this tournament uh, seem to be seem to be rolling pretty good. Yeah, North Pike's got a really good player on their team, and then Picayune is rounded into a team. Uh, that's really going to be dangerous in this tournament and maybe moving forward. So, as you said, that should be a good good ball game. Martin is the kid's last name. Uh, his first name I, I'm missing. So, uh, he's a high, highly sought-after kid. I know he's gotten some offers from uh, both – uh, USM, I think uh, Southeastern Louisiana is coming in on him. So um, that should be a good matchup there. And then uh, even locally to us, Popperville. Popperville and Purvis, is that what I'm right, reading there, right. Jeff, will be their first uh, matchup in their district play. Popperville going to be an interesting team because they're hosting that tournament. And uh, they almost beat who's going to be the one seed in that tournament. Came close to upsetting Forest County right. over in their gym. Kanan Ray, our listeners that follow us in football will remember that name. He's a three-sport athlete. He's uh, committed to go play baseball over at Gulf Coast. He had 26 in that game. And just kind of looking and keeping up with Kanan Ray, he's got to be averaging over 20 per game. So he's uh, phenomenal in that defensive secondary football-wise hits for a very high average uh, with some pop baseball wise and you can see what he's doing on the hardwood so that kind of gives you the lay of the land uh, locally we look to have a statewide uh, guy that covers uh, high school basketball pretty heavy on next week's episode to kind of give us the lay of the land statewide and see who he looks in each district to maybe be the front runners going into the state tournament yep and next week as we are looking ahead into some episodes the uh, local the high school action play gets started with baseball as they as they getting uh, their practice time and all that and you know as heading into the season and that will kick off uh, next week and in the weeks to come. Yep, look forward to that. And of course, we'll have uh, some high school baseball coaches on throughout uh, this season and follow it uh, closely on those high school ranks. So we look forward to all that's uh, coming. And one thing that we know is coming is college baseball right. Is, is right around the corner. Before we get into that, though, signing day for high school 
football going in uh, to college and some local guys to us. Antonio Barnes signed out of Popperville to go play with his hometown Pearl River Community College. Also, Ross Barnett, uh, the linebacker from that Popperville Hornets club, signed locally there with Pearl River Community College. And Picune, Garrett Franklin signs to go play at Mississippi College, and Demario Thomas goes to play for Mississippi Delta Community College. Some of our local guys here, uh, kudos to them getting to play at the next level. Yep, and, and that just that just goes to show you, you know, some talent around this area and, and around the state and, so, and some people uh, coming and looking at these guys uh, a couple up there, especially Ross Barnett, kind of sought after right there, but ends up staying at home uh, right in his backyard to uh, play for the Wildcats. Yeah, and that should certainly motivate uh, that Pauperville Hornet fan base to make the trip over to Dobie Holden and see some Pearl River Community College football. When you look at college baseball, uh, Jeff, uh, pick you native Matt Riser and his southeastern uh, Lions Club will open up against Louisiana Tech over in Hammond this coming Friday. You look north from there up at Mississippi State. They open up at Youngstown – or, excuse me, they have Youngstown State uh, coming to start Vegas uh, to open their schedule. Ole Miss uh, has Wright State coming to Oxford to get started. And then um, Southern Miss, the Golden Eagles, will host Purdue. Purdue, a team that uh, played in the tournament last year and should be a good challenge for Southern Miss. And uh, we get a chance to hear more about Southern Miss baseball and um, all the things going on there in Hattiesburg as we get a chance to visit with USM's SID, Jack Duggan. We would like to thank our sponsors, Advantage Insurance Company, Mugshots Grill and Bar, Pearl River Community College, Bank Plus, and Katie Cake and Company. We're delighted tonight to have Jack Duggan, the SID for Southern Miss Athletics, joining us on the podcast. And Jack, thank you for your time this evening, bud. Thanks Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Jack, let's jump in uh, right into some USM athletics there. Let's get into basketball. Currently, uh, the men's team has won four in a row, playing really good basketball at a good time of year to be doing so, huh? Oh, there's there's no doubt. Uh, you know, they, they've got two, two more games this week, play uh, uh, UTSA, who has had a great year, Thursday night uh, at 7, and then and – then, uh, uh, Utah comes in. We got a two o'clock game um, at the greenhouse, and and uh, I know we've really our marketing people have really been promoting uh, these two these two games. Uh, looking for five thousand uh, uh, in the in the arena for both games uh, Thursday and Saturday, which is a big 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 ball game for or ball games I should say uh, for Doc Sadler and his club as they try to. Uh, Finishing that first pod, I guess, uh, uh, for uh, the the the, I guess the extra play is what mm-hmm. they're calling it. Something to to that effect, where they play four more games and they'll play uh, in that in that uh, particular pod one through five. If you finish that, six through ten, and then eleven through fourteen, the Golden Eagles certainly would like to finish uh, one through five. And they're currently in that uh, fifth spot. Is that correct, Jack? That is correct. And, you know, you know, the funny thing is, is if if Eagles can can figure out a way to stay in, I think if we win, 
I want to say if you win once, I think I think we we clinch fifth. But this week, uh, but if if you stay in that top five spot going into bonus play, um, you can't fall for any further than fifth. So you still have a shot to uh, get a buy uh, that first day. So if you finish in the top four seeds uh, in next month's conference tournament out in Frisco, Texas. Uh, you could you would get a first round bye if if uh, if uh, you're one of the four four top seeds and you know buys are really good at conference tournament time. Absolutely, and uh, Jack, for our listener for our listeners that maybe aren't quite as familiar with Southern Miss or to Conference USA, um, from the reading I've done and when they announced this last season to help maybe get an additional bid into the big tournament. Are we the only conference, and I say we, is Conference USA the only conference that's currently using this pod system? Uh, you know what? I, I I don't know. I've heard of another one, invest another league, and I'm not sure which one investigating the possibility of doing uh, something similar to what Conference USA has done. But here, to be honest with you, I'm not sure um, – which one, if if any, is uh, you know I, I I probably don't cover basketball as much as I should. You know, with, uh, you know my my my, uh, my I guess sports that I deal with daily are football and baseball. So so my you know I, I pick up things here and there with hoops and, right. and uh, I got I try to go to as many golf games as I can and you know go out and and, and support Doc Spangler and those guys. Um, you know, I, I, I want to say that, that, that there was another league that was investigating that possibility, but I don't know if they ever, if that ever came to fruition. Well, that is certainly interesting and it will be interesting to see how this system, uh, pays off or doesn't work or exactly how this experiment and you brought up football. This isn't uh, necessarily something that we thought we may cover, but since you brought it up signing day, uh, and now there's two signing days, but uh, the class that Southern Miss is going to bring in football-wise uh, has people excited, and, and should we be, uh, Jack, with this class that Coach Hopson has brought in? Oh, I think so. I mean, we signed 23, and, you know, it's funny. It's, it's, it's how how big, you know, that February signing date was, Um you know, just two, three years ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think we signed nineteen. We signed nineteen in the first, and then four, four uh, in February. So, and our, our class is twenty three uh, going into the next year. But you know, you know, the great thing about being able to sign early is, uh, I think, twelve of the guys that they signed in December uh, are already in school uh, in January, including um, a few high school guys so you know it's it's crazy how things how how things evolve and develop you know i remember i remember when uh i i I first came back to the university back in 06 and when when the players reported uh in august you know that was a huge deal Mm -hmm. i mean it was really it was a huge huge deal and and now those guys are those guys, you know, the last five or six years, they're they're coming in at you know the start of the summer, and now 
heck, they're in January and they're gonna they're gonna have a spring practice under the belt before their first season. So, you know, it's it's just it just goes to show you that uh, you know that there there are ways to get your football team better. And uh, you know, I, coach, I know Coach Hobson is doing that, and uh, you know, he, he and his staff put together I think another really really great signing class and uh, should have some guys in that class that's going to help us, you know, next year and, and, and for the next four or five years down the road. Yeah, big get at the quarterback uh, position that uh, flipped late to Southern Miss, and I think he's one of the guys that uh, maybe referring to that's already on campus. Yeah, Jaden Johnson, I believe, is his name. That's right. That's right. Exciting. Uh, to see what he can do and and whatever offense will be uh, running. I still kind of the question mark kind of hanging there is exactly who will be that offensive coordinator for Coach uh, Hobson. So that's interesting. It has to be interesting for the club as they await to see who will be the offensive coordinator. Well, I know we'll have somebody in place when uh, when spring rolls around. And, and we've still got about about a month until spring practice. So there's still some time to get somebody in, get get them acclimated, and uh, you know usually when they make their decision on on their hire, they're usually here pretty quickly, so they can hit the ground running. Um, and so I, you know I have no doubt uh, that we will be at full staff um, when uh, when spring practice rolls around the first of March, you know, second week of March. Jack, you said hit the ground running and. It, uh... Next on the list was the uh, softball program and the start that they got off to a 5-0 and uh, start and the excitement around that program to get off to that kind of start. Oh, I tell you what, I, I, I got a chance to go out there Saturday watching play. I tell you what, uh, Coach Hogue, is, uh, <laughs> she's got them rolling. I, you know, they seem to do it all. They they, they pitch it real well, uh, and they got it uh, – I transfer uh, Abby Trahan, who's who's pitched in a couple of games, um, who who kind of has shown a little of that upperclassman uh, upperclassman uh, experience, and uh, she's I think going to help a, a a pitching staff that's probably um, four deep uh, total. So you know softball that's mm-hmm. that's pretty huge. Uh, you know they showed they could field it, but I tell you what. They swing the bats. That team, I tell you what, they had three or four home runs when I was out there on Saturday, and uh, they're going to be fun to watch. I, I really, I really believe that. And uh, you know, I, I, it, it's it's fun to see that program mature and get better. And uh, you know, finally, you know, I think I think Coach Hogue had a few had a few uh, things that kind of infringements you know on the program uh that kind of kind of held them down for a couple of years but uh you know i think i think they're they're full go right now and uh i think uh if you get a chance to go out to the usm softball complex this spring uh you won't be disappointed i mean already they're they're just a few tickets away from from uh, setting a, a season ticket record um for, for a season and uh, it's just it's just exciting, uh, exciting time for them, and and I, I know that um, I know they they're they're going to have a, a, an outstanding uh, spring campaign. It was neat you br- you bring up the season tickets and to see Coach Hogue uh, post on Twitter. You know how close she is to that mark, 
And then I want to say the Alabama head softball coach kind of came on top of uh, her tweet and quote tweeted her and said, you know, go get these tickets. This is going to be an exciting team to follow. I thought that was a real nice uh, tip of the cap and she kind of shows the respect uh, for that program around the nation. Well, Coach Murphy, he's a class act at Alabama. Uh, I remember he got a start. Uh, he was over at the University of Louisiana Lafayette. He was there for a long time and, and now runs a, just a tremendous program at the University of Alabama. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of nice. I, I, I saw that, too. And, uh, you know, it just, it just goes to show you, uh, you know, the excitement that, mm-hmm. that's on our campus. You know, not only for softball, but for all our sports. Men's basketball, women's basketball is – has you know after a slow conference start has played a lot better. Uh, Shanta Hales is, is just really uh, her junior season has her senior season has done uh, phenomenal. I think in her last game she had thirty at Louisiana Tech. Although the the uh, the Lady Eagles uh, dropped that game, so you know baseball getting ready to start. I mean it's just it's it's a fun it's a fun time uh, to be to be on our campus. Uh, uh, getting ready for a bunch of spring sports. You know, once again, we're joined on tonight's podcast uh, by Jack Duggan, the Sports and Information Director for the University of Southern Mississippi. And Jack, we talked uh, basketball, both men and women's, and we also got a little football football talk in there with this signing. Just talked about softball, but let's get on into it. Starting this weekend, the men's, uh, of course, the baseball team. Coach Scott Berry. Uh, has some returning stars uh, to this program, had an excellent year last year, but have a Purdue team uh, coming in to start the season right there in Hattiesburg. What is the expectations uh, that Coach Barry uh, has for this ball club? You know, some alumni expectations and, and just an overall feel on campus uh, for this ball club. Well, I mean, you know, you just look, you, you look at uh, the recent success that we had and, and, and I, I mean, our, our, I would think that the, the, the goal would again be you, you, you battle for a conference championship. Uh, you battle for uh, a chance to go to your four straight uh, NCAA tournament and your 16th overall with your ultimate goal uh, getting uh, to Omaha and playing for the national championship. And, uh, you know, I think this team has the pieces uh, to do all that. Um you know, certainly we uh, we lose the lose the player and newcomer of the year, Luke Reynolds, a year ago. We also lose the pitcher a year uh, in Nick Sandlin, and you know those are tough guys to replace. But I think the Golden Eagles have pieces uh, in place. I mean, you look, uh, you know, it all starts with Matt Walter, mm-hmm. uh, the junior uh, from Minnesota, who who has been. You know, he was, he was the freshman of the year uh, in the country two years ago. He was an All-American last year. Uh, played briefly with the USA Collegiate National Team last summer before going to play on the Cape and uh, had an outstanding summer with Falmouth uh, in the Cape Cod League. And, you know, he's going to be the guy who's going to kind of you start with. You know, he's, not only is he going to play in the outfield, he's going to pitch some. And I tell you what, uh, the reports I've gotten, he has been, he's been really, really good. And, uh, you know, a lot of people saying that he's going to be a high draft choice. And I think that if he has, you know, another year, um, 
like he has the last two, and he adds some pitching in that. He's probably got a chance to be a uh, a very, very high draft pick, maybe even a first-round pick. You, know, you start with him. You, then you go to a guy who I think will transition into a leadership role for this program this spring, and Matt Guidry. Uh, Guidry has had two really great years for the Golden Eagles at second base. He's come up with some really big hits. And uh, you've seen it time and time again uh, over his career. Um, you know, and, and then if he, you, you go and you look at guys that are going to be, you know, battling for battling for spots um, in the starting lineup. You know, you go through the outfield. You got Gabe Montenegro, who was a freshman All-American a year ago. You got uh, uh, Fred Franklin, who'll be a senior this year on the ball club. Uh, you know, he'll battle probably with uh, freshman Hunter LeBlanc from from um, uh, down in South Louisiana uh, in the infield. You've got you know Hunter Slater, who'll be a four-year starter, who uh, I think has gotten much more comfortable over at first base, and I think he's had some more pop in his bat uh, in the fall, and then and then carrying over into the spring. So, you know, you got that guy kind of anchoring the infield with with Gidry also there, and then. On the left side, you'll probably see uh, senior Storm Cooper, who they say has had a great uh, had a great uh, uh, spring practice for them, and then also uh, maybe Will McGillis probably will battle redshirt freshman at short, and then and then a name a name from the past, uh, at least uh, the last name, uh, Danny Lynch, younger mm. brother Tim Lynch. I think he's going to play over at third. And then you've got, uh, and then you've got uh, Cole Donaldson will be the probably the primary starter behind the plate with uh, uh, Bryant Bowen also uh, seeing some time behind there as well. And then you know, your pitching staff, uh, you got Walker Powell, Stevie Powers probably going to be your Friday Saturday guys. Uh, I think Walter probably's got a chance to be your Sunday guy, but you know who knows? We'll wait and see. But there's a lot of guys in the in the bullpen. They're going to be able to get outs for the Golden Eagles. Um, you know, you may not see as long outings as you did a year ago, but uh, I think you'll probably see more guys get opportunities to get outs. And uh, uh, there are the pieces, as, as as Coach Ostrander, the pitching coach, told me. He goes, "We have we have the pieces to the puzzle. We just got to just got to put them in the right spots." And uh, I have no doubt that they'll do that. And uh, just uh, man, I can't. Can't wait for Friday. Looking forward to uh, a start, and you know, it's, hey, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a tough start for the right. Golden Eagles. Ten of their first eleven against NCAA teams a year ago. You know, they open up with Purdue with three, then play Troy and uh, in in Pearl at Trustmark, then go to Mississippi State for three. You got UNO here the following, I think Tuesday, and then host Gonzaga, who was an NCAA team. Uh, a year ago as well, so it's going to be fun, man. February's February. There's a lot of there's a lot of great things going on on our campus, and we just we just can't wait to to uh, to showcase our sports teams. Jack, when you talk about the excitement and the, this list, I mean, you talk about Walner uh, potentially being a draft. He showed up at Southern Miss. I mean, it, that was pretty easy to spot, right. even from his first at bat up there. Uh, I don't know, you know, we were just so blessed at Southern Miss to have him on campus. But can you just talk to us about 
what Coach Palmer built and then how Coach Barry has continued uh, that momentum and built on that and, and just speak to the success of that baseball program there in Hattiesburg? Well, I think, you know, I think the, 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 biggest, the biggest word, if you, if you look at the program the last 30 years or so, I would say consistency. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, oh, since 1984, this program has had three head coaches. Wow. You know, it started with Hill Denson, and, and I think that's that's the guy who mm. should get uh, uh, a lion's share of the credit as well because he's the one that got it going. I mean, he's the one he's the one that 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 made people care about Southern Miss baseball. And you know, I was fortunate. I was fortunate enough to play on his 1986 team. That was my first team that that I played on, and then then I played another year in '87 before I sort of transitioned over to sports information. But but you know you got to start with him, and then and then Coach Palmer kind of took it up another level, and uh, and you know he he retired with the pinnacle of of of. Mm-hmm. Taking his team to the College World Series. I mean, I, I, what a what a great way to to, <laughs> to 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 end your career is is taking your team. Now I'm sure I'm sure he would have much rather got that out in the ninth against Texas right. in the opening right. game. But, me, me too. <laughs> but uh, yes. So, uh, but but just what a great uh, you know a great job he's done. And and you know what. He's still around the program. Mm-hmm. So was Hill Benson. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, that's then, the thing, Jack. You, you, to, you bring your son to the ballpark, they're liable to see all three of these guys, all three coaches, they're, and he's liable yeah. to speak to them. You know, all three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's, oh, I, that's I, what they all you, have you know, in common. Yeah. And usually Hill, you know, Hill's still coaching Bellhaven. It's his last year. He's going to retire. But, but usually, first of May, his season's over. And you know, the whole month of May, that those guys, those guys are around, and, and and that just that just speaks that just speaks to the specialness of the Southern Miss baseball program. And then what can I say about Scott Perry? Hmm. He's done as good a job as any guy can do. I mean, he's seven games. He's in his tenth year as the head coach. He's seven games away from winning his three hundred fiftieth game. I mean. Uh, you know, if, if he, he stays long enough, he'll end up being the, the all-time winningest coach uh, in school history. And uh, just I tell you, he he is a pleasant he is a pleasure to work with each and every day. I mean he 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 is the kind of guy you want as your head coach. Um, he does it the right way. He he um, he treats everybody the same and and. Uh, he just he is he has been he has been really fun to work with. And I think when you look at it, Jack, the brothers that have, have come through the program, I guess one has played and then another follow behind kind of speak to the way that you're treated there as a player and then the players that come back uh, to be an assistant, I think all kind of speak to the character uh, of these guys and the character of the program. Uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I've I've had I've had conversations with uh, with Tim and, and Danny's uh, dad, and uh, you know it's a 
a big reason why why Danny decided to come to Southern Miss. You know, just you know, the Tim's four years were phenomenal. I mean, Tim got an undergrad. He just re- recently received his master's in, in business, his MBA. And I mean, you know, met his met his met his wife. He just got married not too long ago at Southern Miss. I mean, you know, it's 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 um, it's a, it's quite a special place, man. And 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 Southern Miss baseball is is you know I think a big part of that. I mean, it's just uh, you know I've, I've I've worked with a lot of programs, you know, over my I guess probably thirty year career and and. And this one, this one is is at the top of my list. Just you know, I guess one having played uh, in the program, and then and then transitioning into being that that SID for that sport for four additional years, two as a student, and then two as a student uh, as a graduate assistant uh, before I left uh, Southern Miss for about fifteen years, and then. Came back uh, in 2006, and I took baseball back over in, in 11, and I was only going to do it for one year, <laughs> and, uh, and and that's a, that's eight years later. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I'm not sure that's helped my career path, but uh, it sure is a lot of fun in the spring. I can tell you that. Well, is the smoke down that right field line just a little bit? Uh, harder to see through, or what? When when John Cox gets into that late game and he starts calling on that Pete Taylor magic, is there is there some kind of cue he goes to, or does he just know that maybe it's that that kind of game? Because it he seems to be about a hundred percent when he calls on it here in the last few years. Well, that dude, that dude is a legend. <laughs> so so he knows he's seen it all. He knows he knows when when things are getting ready to happen, and. uh and and when he when he calls for the Pete Taylor Park Magic, uh, you know more often than not, uh, uh, it comes through. So and he and, doesn't uh, always another, call on it. He's hitting on a high percent because if I can't make it to the ballpark and I'm listening, I'm sitting there pulling for him to call for it. And some you know some he will and some he won't. But when he calls for it, he's hitting on a pretty good percentage there. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, what a what a legend that guy is! You know he's he's doing his forty first baseball season this spring, and you you know it's crazy. You know he he David Kellum at Ole Miss mm. and uh, Jim Ellis at Mississippi State all will be in their forty first season doing baseball mm. uh, in the state of Mississippi. And that's that's quite special. Yes, and I would is. say those guys are all tied for second longevity wise. Uh, I want to say there's somebody in the Midwest who's who's starting his 42nd season, but that I mean that's phenomenal, and uh, you know we're we're lucky to have John, 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 John is something else now. He is man a treasure, and and those two other guys. I'm a, I'm a USM uh, graduate, and but I'll flip over, and I, I you know I love to broadcast games myself, and you can learn a lot from listening uh, to those three. Uh, Matt White, of course, did a nice special on them. I believe it was a year ago yeah. and included. I thought that yeah, was a really spring. good piece. Yeah, that was nice, of, nicely done and uh, certainly to showcase uh, three great ones there. No, no doubt. And, and, you know, it's funny is, is I, I get the opportunity to maybe do a couple of ball games each spring when John's still doing basketball. 
he's nice enough to let me do some road games for him. And and every once in a while, my my wife and I have twin daughters that are thirteen, and they'll they'll they'll, they'll my kids laugh. My that's their wife or my wife. They'll go, Mom, is, is that Dad or is that Mister John up the air? Because uh-huh. I I guess sometimes. Sometimes I go into my John Cox voice without me knowing it. So that's not all bad, though, man. Oh, and then I guess if you're if you're there, what's he referred to as the old lefty? Is that is that kind of what he's referred to? Le- the old left-hander. The old left-hander. The old left-hander. I get called on occasion, and uh, I remember the first time he he hit me with that, and I just I was kind of in stunned disbelief. One that that John's going to call me old. And I'm, like, I'm about 15 years younger than he is. Oh, man. And, uh, but uh, we, we have a lot of fun with it. And uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoy uh, doing some road games with him every year as well. Well, Jack, we certainly appreciate uh, your time tonight, man, and giving us a scoop on Southern Miss. And uh, we look forward to seeing you maybe sooner than later if we can get up to the peak. Uh, this weekend. So thank you for your time, Jack. No problem, guys. Hey, hey, enjoyed it anytime. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.